Hello and welcome to the DFS PhD show for today, the 13th of Saturday, slate, millionaire somehow. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us. Uh, we did do actually okay last night, but as we didn't take down, we're not, we're not talking about NBA anymore. Also, this is an NFL video, but let's talk about, I did put up a, a pick uh, set for today on the, the Discord, so check it out and or just play it. I'm playing Pacheco over rush yards. I wish they would have added rush attempts, but it's not on the board. Um, Tua and uh, Mahomes unders, Rashi Rice under, and Travis Kelsey unders. Uh, That's just generally based on the weather. It's a correlation play. We'll talk about it right now. Oh, uh, no, that's right. I'm going to do this on the next video. We're going to talk about the Tournament of Champions in the next video, because tomorrow is the Tournament of Champions. DraftKings Tournament of Champions. Anyway, that'll be a semifinal round. So 60 of us who have won or chopped millionaires and then won tiebreakers uh, will be, that's me and probably a few others who won showdowns, I would guess. But yeah, um, we will vie for 17 spots to face the eight big, big honchos, the um, finalists in Key West in two weeks. So that's what's on the line. And here's what we've got going on. We've got wind in, uh, or we've got, the lines are moving down, first of all. In Miami and KC, they moved down a point and a half since open. And Pittsburgh and Buffalo, they're down eight. Now, I wanted to point out, too, Miami and KC played earlier this year, and the line was 51.5. So if we think about the line moving not from its open this week, but from its theoretical past when the teams had basically the same teams, it's an eight-point move, and this is an eight-point move. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. I think there's a pretty significant chance of wind affecting both games um, and temperature definitely affecting the first one. And I I don't know how much um, anybody who tells you they can just doesn't. There's no data that this is like the maybe I don't know. They'll say on screen, depending on the actual temperature, but it's going to be one of the coldest games in history, probably like fourth or fifth. Look over here. Like the, it ends. It ends at zero. Like there just isn't data from from over here. The, the game that, you know, we've got two out of three of games that are under 10 degrees came in under 300 total yards of passing for both teams combined. Not good. The points, two out of three games below 32, not good. And we've got wind speed. Now, granted, and now I look this up, I think people are underplaying the, this does matter. Like when the ga- game kicks off, it's going to be 13, 12. It'll taper off a little towards the end. But at 13 and 12 miles an hour, we have an additional, what is this? 13 and 12 from 500 to like, what is the the axis here? That looks like maybe a, maybe not 10%, 5% decrease. So we got a 5% decrease from here beyond what is already a pretty low expectation of passing yards. So that's why I've taken the correlation play I took. And that's why I'm making these sets of uh, lineups that I'm about to tell you about. And, um, so I'm making this video between kind of slate starter period yesterday and or throughout the week when I could have made it and when we actually get injury news. But I think I want to I want to point out besides the weather, there's only one other thing that matters today, and that is Houston, the wide receiver situation. CJ Stroud can huck it. So if some if one of these guys can ever come down with a ball, they're going to break the slate because I don't this ownership is outrageous. Outrageous for John Mechie the 3rd. Now what are we expecting? Probably in the ownership, we're expecting who to play. Robert Woods. But just Robert Woods, right? We're not expecting the other guy. Um, So there's a guy that's injured. I guess it's just completely at zero down here. Hold on. Uh, Because I would have have not projected for zero um, 
It sounds to me more like that one guy's going to play. What's his name? Uh, he's good in Madden. I know that's really helpful to everybody. He's good in Madden. How is he not wide receiver? Noah Brown. Okay, so has he been officially ruled out now? No, he's still questionable. So I thought he sounded more likely to play than um, Robert Woods. But in any case, right now I'm projecting, well, I don't know why I'm projecting Robert Woods to be the wide receiver three in this mix. That doesn't seem quite right. So I'm going to have to go back to whatever this is. But I do think, yeah, they should all be 14. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, no. Yeah, right. I don't really expect him to play. Right. So that's why that is nine. That's the, is that just the Saber Sim native? Yeah. I have a, did I adjust the score in this one, maybe? Yeah, I think I adjusted slightly the team expectations. Right. So I have two different builds. Welcome to the video. Thank you for bearing with me through a relatively scatterbrained, despite post-coffee show. Um, I am going through now the, the picks team by team and telling you we've got important news. We've got two questionable guys here, right? Noah Brown and Robert Woods. If they are both out, number one, it's not going to be sneaky. But what, what you have to look at is how is the wide receiver snap distribution happening? Now, it's true that so far, at least recently, the guys who are out there have not caught the passes that they need to to make me money yet. But that's perfect. That just means they might actually be 1% today of all days, where there's like a million dollars for some reason. So John Mechie III has been garbage. Like I've been out there watching him not catch the ball and not really generate much separation. I haven't looked at the advanced statistics, but it seems like it's not really C.J. Stroud's fault or whoever the other quarterback was. But... Him and Hutchison are running routes that could win the game today. And if for real, like one of the other guys is in, who cares? They're running three wide, like all the time. The, the snap counts, just to point this out, this is throughout the season. They run a 1A, 1B, 1C. They don't do a 1-2 or a 1A, 1B in a three wide receiver situation. They don't run two, two tight ends a lot, he said, without ever checking the data. 130. They run it about 30% of the time. And you know why? I was just thinking about it. It's because the, those tight ends are, are are lining up in the slot, right? Like I've, I've seen a zillion times this year them throw those really dumb little passes to like Brevin Jordan and stuff. So that could be sneaky if you're playing 150 today, by the way. Tight ends, like, yeah, I don't know what this build is. Definitely don't look at any of these lineups right now. But, um, oh yeah, and unfiltered. I was like, why is it 100% Dolphin Schultz? This can't be right. But he's fine. I mean, he's one of the two best plays on the slate. And this, right, what I'm doing here is this is my build where I'm not allowing any pass catchers from Miami and Kansas City. Because I think they're pretty overpriced, and that game's pretty solidly, like, I would I don't understand the lines. I would, if I had access to legal betting, figure out a way to do a ladder on the unders or something. But I'm not going to, like, download Fliff or whatever the current options are for, you know, BSing around with that. Instead, I'm just going to go and complain about it here. So, again, thank you for joining me. But I do think... If Woods, even if Woods and Brown are active, the most important play on the slate, number one, obviously Noah Brown is very good again. I'm going to project all of these wide receivers for 14 points. So I, I really don't remember what my logic was on uh, docking. Oh, right. There are four guys here. I forgot about Nico Collins for just a minute because he's up at the very tippy top, right? And he's not really in the same class as these other people. And so I wouldn't use the projections from, you know, Nico Collins's routes to project them. But, you know, I could say what, how, how much worse is Xavier Hutchinson and Mechie, given their opportunities and stuff, than Nico Collins? 30%? So Nico Collins just gets a lot more uh, work. But, you know, if we went to PPR, 
and Nico Collins. This would be way more effective if I had done it beforehand and knew what it was going to say. So 40, 40 points per 100 snaps, and he cut it down to, let's say, 30, and you give him give Mechie again 37 snaps, that's a nuts amount of points for him. That's like, yeah, exactly, 14. It's about where I am right now. I think it's 12, but I'm like, with all the receivers, I, I'm keeping them around 14 because I think that's where they get to if they score a touchdown in addition to whatever catch expectation they have from the past. So I'm trying to bias them, just like with the centers in the forking situation. Um now this one has has not worked out to a tune of $100,000 yet, but I've won 10k in football so and it is on slates like this. It was like literally that's what I was thinking about. It's like wow, the, what propelled me to be a professional gambler at all was winning 10k on this this weekend or next weekend. I forget exactly which weekend. One of these playoff weekends um when I, I played like a KC stack and the end of the game was some bomb to Marquez Valdez Scantling, which has screwed up all of Madden for the entire you know season now because it's like he's catching all those bombs. Devontae Adams is out there catching every or no, who was it? Whoever caught the Hale Murray is catching a stupid number of, of Hale Marys now, if you want a Madden hack. But anyway, um okay, so I have talked enough about Houston. I apologize. I know that I have been hung up on it a while for a while. But if I had to say a core for this entire slate today, it is, I mean, Nico Collins and Amari Cooper. Just lock them in. You got plenty of value. You don't need to mess around. I don't see, <laughs> they seem pretty optimal to me. I mean, maybe I should not be 100%. Um, that's why, so I do have, all right, let me say what's optimal. So this is my, if I were to completely go against the um, Kansas City, Miami pass catchers, the main problem is you just don't have enough lineups, right? Like you're only competing against 1,445 options. So if like all of the people listened to my podcast and did this, it would stink. And so that's not the way I don't really want to set us all up to lose. So I want to figure out what everybody's doing and, you know, like where else could I get unique if I wanted to play some weird angles for the Miami and Kansas City game? Like they are able to do a bunch of check down passes or Tyreek still gets there because of a screen pass. It's, it's all fine. The problem with it is for me now, okay, Singletary and Pacheco one and two also, yes. So right, the the core core, if you're actually just trying to win money today, like for me tomorrow, if I was doing a big cash competition, I would have Nico Collins for sure, Pacheco and Singletary. I'm definitely locking in Pacheco and Singletary in any important lineup today. They're going to be, a, I mean, okay, Pacheco, yeah, they're going to be hundred percent backs in games. Yeah. In, in places where the, that work is going to be incredible. So I, I completely agree. There's just not really, not a not a third guy, right? You know, it's like, so you could project Jerome Ford. That's a little bit of value, I think, projecting him a little bit higher. I, I have put him in a couple of Millie, Millie lineups. I'm going to hand build my Millies to, pr to pr uh, prepare for tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, so let's have a look. Across the whole slate in my optimal builds, 95% Dalton Schultz seems a bit extreme. Amari Cooper, 85%. Yeah. Okay. So basically, yeah, that's the main issue with today's slate. You got like four or five free squares, right? So you that's a problem with the slate when you have that many. And I mean, they're not exactly free squares, but good luck if you're taking the under underweight on these guys. But with that many free squares, you've got to begin thinking about uniqueness. Um, so I, I initially had done some geometric mean of the ownership limiting, but I think it was just messing up its brain. Also, we just don't have that many lineups in the first place. So I wound up, this is just a um, a salary restriction from $2,500 to $200 range. Uh, and that's how I got these lineups. And I think that's probably what I'll, I mean, you could also play the last 200. And some of these lineups are still like the last unique lineup that 
you possibly could build and so they get a big log jam of of um backlog or whatever but basically i think you do have to you leave some salary on the table if you want to win a million dollars today there's absolutely no way well either full stack crazy like i'm going to do a couple of times take big stands that you think will pan out like one big stand you could take today is that cleveland was just messing around like last week didn't they play oh, do i not have up cleveland snap snap counts Cleveland snap counts. I just want to see what the breakdown was between Green Hunt and um, the main dude last week. Because I, I kind of felt like they were just messing around by the end of that game. And that's why we were getting a lot of Kareem Hunt. Um, we, but also, I mean, it's possible, you know, Kareem Hunt's like the the guy. You could take that stand or alternately, like because they were very, very close last game, right? However... I don't know who who was playing wide receiver. That'll tell us whether how much they were giving caring. Ninety five percent Cedric Tillman didn't catch a ball. Elijah Moore, David Bell. That's another place where I'm not exactly sure what the pecking order is. None of these guys are are pecking very many balls at all. All right, David Njoku, obviously a great play. Don't need to say it. So I haven't said it yet, even though it's extremely important. Also, that's the other guy who, if you were not hashed to Cleveland, would be on this list of reasons you're not playing Travis Kelsey today. Besides that, it's cold. 30%, yeah, that, that, that was the rant I meant to go on, though. So the good chalk was good. But then we have a layer of chalk that's very questionable to me. Rashi Rice being chalky, 48% in a game where I don't know if he's going to, like, have to leave the game because of frostbite or something. Tyreek Hill still, I mean, I, I understand. Like, the, in the past, there have been one game where guys scored a lot of points, and it was cold. But I worry. I, I don't feel like I would enjoy it. And so I feel like I would just want to kneel the game out. And I think that's a lot of that, what that game winds up looking like. Um, so yeah. Uh, bu- 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 bu. Ownerships on those guys, I think are eminently fadable. Like why would, why would you play Travis Kelsey at 30% today? Like, okay, maybe he, I, so the reason you would, and I think I actually added some, um, did I not even get to any, okay. Durham Smythe is the guy who I think is under projected. I still didn't get to almost any of it. That's funny. But, uh, you know, Derby Smythe is in play today, I think. Um, I got the more of him than Kelsey. But he's just like, he hasn't caught a pass all year, but he's out there 80% of the snaps. He's he's like, he could catch a pass feasibly. And this is a game environment where, I don't know, might might have more Durham Smythe type targets than you have Tyreek Hill going going long. I think the way Tyreek could get there today is they run those crazy sweep, sweep plays and he just takes off just like they do with A-Chan. Those are great plays, and that's probably why the line isn't moving. I don't. I don't really think they they think it's not going to affect the game. I just think they think Miami could do well. Miami's the one with the lower team total. You know, you can all sorts of ways you could do this, but I do recommend taking a stand one way or another. I'm going to play all my big dollar lineups from this weird strategy, uh, or it's opposite. So I, I'm doing two different versions of this, um, and neither nothing in between for for the millionaire. I'm doing full stacking all the Cleveland-Houston game and none of the pass catchers in the other game, only defenses. And then I'm doing full stacking all the pass catchers in that uh, Kansas City-Miami game and like uh, David Bell and like Singletary, you know, like the the running game in the other game or something. So if if for some reason a random running show breaks out, which I mean, those guys are fine and bell cows, I think. Now we'll have to see. It is possible Kareem Hunt could split in there, but, but there also just wasn't any value to going to Kareem Hunt here. Like his ownership is already like he's going to get a lot of work. 15%. Yeah, that's about right. You can play 15% Kareem Hunt to be safe, but I mean 
I don't want to play a guy to be safe. So I'm not playing safe. I'm, and also, like, so most are in HN. You know, I have the rule. I'm still playing the rule. Uh, uh, maximum one Miami running back. So again, these are the group rules in uh, Sabersim. And you go to the manual. You say use no more than one primary player. You build the list. You say save. Now granted, Salvan Ahmed and Alec Ingold are not relevant to the current slate, but it's a good rule because then I don't have to come back and make sure it's working or see it failing. So anyway, this is... I probably should have left Kareem Hunt in for the sake of... Oh, yeah, this isn't the ideal one. This is just, yeah, me taking stance. So again... No, nothing final here. Come check out the Discord to see exactly what the final takes are on Houston's wide receiver room. But it looks like to me, right? Look at these wide receivers currently in the like Saberson projections. So in the Saberson projections, the wide receiver one, Nico, 50% owned. Robert Woods, 25% owned. Great. 100% agree. Two of the best plays on the slate. Maybe you should have more Woods. I should have more Woods. I'm definitely getting more Woods. What is going on here? That was insane. A weird thing to do. And I think I'm... I'm probably have to, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that that rule. I, I'm only going to have two of these three guys. I uh, uh, I probably have nine because I was just not including Woods in the pool at all because I don't think he plays. But I'm going to have the next three guys, Woods, who is extremely cheap. If he is in, he's going to be like 50% for me. I just wasn't there. Uh, I think he's limited. He had one full practice. Same thing with Noah Brown. Like, I don't understand why we're projecting them differently. Um could, could both be limited, could both be out, but also could both be, I mean, Robert Woods could be the best play on the slate. No Brown really just complicates things. Um, I would like one of them to be in because then I think this ownership will be right. That was the end of my earlier point. The The snap counts are not 50 to 25 to 1 for these guys. The snap counts are 1 to 1 to 1. So yes, we've all agreed Nico Collins by far better than the other guys. That's why his ownership will be higher and it should be for you as well. But Robert Woods and John Mechie or John Mechie and Xavier Hutchinson or Noah Brown and John Mechie or, you know, whoever the two and three are, are out there a ton in this offense, a ton, absolute ton. And yes, they haven't caught the ball yet, but look at that, 12% target share for Xavier Hutchinson last week. I'm just saying, if they're coming from behind and this dude is 2%, I, I might sprinkle both a little bit of Mechie and Hutchinson because I'm not sure that they won't both be out there a little bit. They both played pretty decently and they're kind of not the same guy. So I don't know. I'm not sure how the pecking order has been established there. If, if it's a one guy in situation, I think you do still lean Mechie, but you could go 50, 50. You don't play both though. So in the case where one of the two of them is in Robert Woods and Noah Brown, you don't, you have a rule for sure. That's a fork between Mechie and Hutchison and you limit them both to like 25%. Or something like that. And then you have 50% live for sure. Or 75% of your lineups would be live for sure. And granted, 25% will be dead. But they were dead for a good idea. And hey, hasn't that always been something that people uh, have used to justify things? All right. <laughs> so I am way too out here on the rambling scale and no longer saying important things. So I'll just say, remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us. All millionaires.